Well, I hope you've been enjoying these uh, Wednesday Bible studies. It's so uh, nice and refreshing to see so many of you attend. And uh, thank you for the, some of you who kindly comment and write in to me and to Sheila. We really appreciate it when you do that. Uh, blesses us as well as uh, confirms for us the things that we are doing. So thank you so much. One of the questions I got this week was regarding um, the one-year Bible, uh, looking at the one-year Bible or looking at readings three to four chapters a day as opposed to uh, taking a small passage and then doing an in-depth in-depth Bible study and um, you know what was better to do which one would be the best and my answer to that would be uh, it's a it's not a either or situation but a both and situation in in the sense that I would say that it is best to do both to do the in-depth uh, in Bible study as well as the uh, you know the one-year study where you cover all the books of the Bible uh, and not to do either one of them um, I I say that because it's good for you to have an overview of the Bible okay that's always so important but having an overview then you also need to get in specific in other words you can get as broad as you can and then get as deep as you can as well um, another reason for doing something like three four chapters uh, a day is that you get to cover the entire Bible you're forced to read passages that otherwise you would skip you know we tend to have our favorite passages in the Bible isn't it so when we do a a Bible study will probably pick something that oh I like Colossians or I like uh, Ephesians let me do something there and uh, don't dive into Ezekiel or Hosea or you know one of those but when we do the um, the study where we no, not study the reading we have a scope and a breadth of everything in the Bible so you know make sure that you do both um, if you only do the Bible study, the in-depth Bible study, you're losing out on the whole uh, content of Scripture that is there. And that is something that all of us must uh, know, the entire Bible. Okay, So, not an either-or, it's a both-and situation. Don't choose between them. Uh, do both of them would be my recommendation. Alright, well... We're on an ambitious path of trying to look at synopsis of the Bible uh, today. And uh, after I said that, I thought to myself, goodness, that is ambitious to try and do 66 books in 45 minutes. Um, and I thought, what are we going to do? Now, I can give you a synopsis, as I said, of the 66 books. One-line synopsis of what each book is about. 
and uh, I don't know that may be something that you would like but as I was thinking about it and praying into it I felt that just beyond the synopsis it would be good for us to also look at a survey or an overview of what the book is about all right so we're not going to be able to cover all the books today but I think at the end of this our time together you would agree with me and I'd love to hear your comments about it on whether this is the path that we are today I thought there's no point rushing through the word of God let's just spend if we are doing an overview of the Bible let's really grip it you know take each book and say what's it all about what are the different components of the book how do they fit together what are the mega themes that we find what is a key verse a key chapter uh, and I thought that would be more helpful for you and for me as I was working today I was just excited you know in putting it all together I thought yeah this is what uh, probably we should be spending our time on okay so would love to hear your comments uh, about it I, I will in fact give you a synopsis the one-line synopsis uh, at the start and then we'll move along all right so we're going to start with the very beginning it's a very good place to start uh, Genesis and this is the synopsis of Genesis Genesis answers two big questions how did God's relationship with the world begin and where did the nation of Israel come from all right how did God's relationship with the world begin and then where did the nation of Israel come from and I also want to point out as we go through that in the Old Testament we will find uh, signs uh, pointing to Jesus um, either his pro prophetic word or a kind of a type uh, you'll find in in Romans 15 in 514 it says Adam is a type of him who was to come so you'll see that Jesus is found in every book of the Bible we see in Genesis Christ is also seen in people and events that serve as types and a type is a historical fact that illustrates a spiritual truth a historical fact that illustrates a spiritual truth and so I'll point out to you as we go along how we can see Christ in these books now let's look at an overview the keys to Genesis okay the key word for Genesis is beginnings okay beginnings that's the key key word Genesis gives the beginning of almost everything you know the beginning of the universe beginning of life beginning of mankind or hum humankind the Sabbath the beginning of death and marriage and sin and redemption and family and literature and cities art all of these things come from Genesis and so the key word as we try to you know put a tag on Genesis is beginnings uh, as the very word itself means okay so a key word 
is beginning. The key verses in Genesis would be Genesis 3.15 and Genesis 12.3. Genesis 3.15 says this, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. That's the fallout of uh, sin. And then uh, 12.3 And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So the, the fallout of sin and then already the path of redemption that uh, God is putting in place. And then a key chapter in Genesis is 15, Genesis chapter 15, because central to all of Scripture is the Abrahamic covenant, which is given in chapter 12, 1 to 3, and then ratified in chapter 15, 1 to 21. And, you know, Israel kind of receives three specific promises from God three specific promises. First promise is of a great land from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Okay, so the promise of a great land. Second, the promise of a great nation. And I will make your descendants the dusts of the earth. And thirdly, the promise of a great blessing. And I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing all right so a key understanding of Genesis is the word beginning it's the beginning of everything then the consequences of the fall would be Genesis 3:15, but also the path of redemption that God starts with Abraham and then of course in chapter 15 or we see not in 15 15 13 and 12 we see the three promises the promises of a great land, a great nation, and the great blessings. Now, let's just look at a, a quick survey of Genesis. You can look at it in, in two parts, really. There are four great events and four great people. Four great events are found in chapters 1 to 11, and really, Church, if you're looking to see the importance of Genesis, all of the Bible, okay, is kind of captured in the first 11 chapters of Genesis. It's not so much a history of man as it is the first chapter in the history of the redemption of humanity. So Genesis is divided into four great events. What are those four great events? Chapters, let's see, the creation, the fall, the flood, and then nations. Creation, flood, fall, flood, and nations. Creation, God is a sovereign creator. Okay, and how humanity was created. Second, the fall. Creation is followed by the cor corruption, first sin comes into the world and then the consequences thereof. And then the flood as 
there is multiplication of men and women. Sin also multiplies until God is compelled to destroy, with the exception, of course, Noah and his family, all the people of the earth. And then he's the nations. Out of that comes nations. God um, disperses the people into different cultures. They scatter over the face of the earth. So those are the four um, great events that happened. And we see that in the first 11 chapters. And then we see four great people. Who are those four great people? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and Joseph or the patriarchs, right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who was then, be then became Israel and then who fathered the five, the 12 tribes of Israel and then Joseph. So when we look at the survey of Genesis, we look at these four great events and then we see the four great people who were who come together in Genesis. So if you're looking at an outline of Genesis, the part one would be a primeval history that is from first chapter to the ninth verse of the 11th chapter where we look at the creation, fall, flood and the nations. And then part two would be the patriarchal history where we see um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and Joseph. All right. So that's the overview of Genesis. So when you think about Genesis, one word that defines Genesis would be beginnings, right? And then key verses about the fall and about the blessing. Chapter 15 would be a key chapter. Four great events. Yeah. The creation, fall, the flood and nations. And then four great people, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob or Israel and Joseph. And then it splits into two parts, primeval history and patriarchal history. All right. So that's about Genesis. So when you think about Genesis, you need to be putting all this in together. Then when you read all the chapters, they begin to fall into the different places that we've looked at in terms of events and people. All right. So that is Genesis. Let's move on. Exodus. A synopsis of Exodus. God saves Israel from slavery in Egypt and then enters into a special relationship with them. God saves Israel from slavery in Egypt and then enters into a special relationship with them. Okay. An overview of Exodus. The key word here would be redemption. But before I say that, a little about Exodus. It's, it's a record of Israel's birth as a nation. Israel's birth as a nation. And Exodus means exit or departure or going out as they went out of Egypt. All right. So key word here is redemption. Redemption. Central to the book of Exodus is the concept of redemption. Israel was redeemed from bondage in Israel and then into a covenant relationship with God. So from bondage 
into a covenant relationship that Moses led them out of okay so as we think about Exodus the word that comes to us is redemption I told you about seeing Jesus as a type and we see uh, him as a type in Moses in dozens of ways Moses is a type of Christ both Moses and Christ are prophet priest and kings although Moses was never made king but functioned as the ruler of Israel kinsmen redeemers both are endangered in infancy both are deliverers lawgivers mediators and then the Passover that is instituted um, Christ is our slain God and the Passover lamb so lot of connections in uh, Exodus uh, of Jesus uh, even in connection with Moses and then key verses in Exodus chapter 6 6 say therefore to the sons of Israel I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from their bondage I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments you remember we have looked at Exodus and we see how in the second chapter the cries of the children of Israel because of their bondage came up to the Lord and then it says the Lord heard them and so he visited uh, Moses and uh, while he was looking after his father's uh, Jethro's sheep and he called Moses and he sent him to bring the children of Israel out so uh, Exodus 6 6 talks about I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments and then in 195 now then if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation and so on the one hand redemption and the, on the other God saying I want you to be my covenant people people who will follow me keep my commandments who will be obedient to me be my possession and he says if you are I'll make you a kingdom of priests and a holy nation that you will be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation so those are two key verses and then a key chapter would be Exodus 12 to 15 the climax of the entire Old Testament is recorded in chapters 12 to 14 the salvation of Israel through blood that is the Passover and through power that is the Red Sea the Exodus is the central event of the Old Testament as the cross is of the New Testament All right so that's how important Exodus is as we look at what God did in terms of redemption and then it, it kind of captures everything the whole story of God trying to redeem his people in the Old Testament and then in the New Testament we see redemption offered on the cross we are redeemed by the precious blood that Jesus shed on the cross okay 
So Exodus 12 to 14, key chapters. Survey of Exodus, I just mentioned it. Two themes come very clearly. Redemption and revelation. Redemption after four centuries of slavery. The people of Israel cry out to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob for deliverance and God hears them. Pharaoh of course says, who is this Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? And then God reveals himself to Pharaoh through a series of kind of object lessons, isn't it? The ten plagues and then finally ends with the death of the firstborn of every household of Egypt and then Israel is redeemed. So the redemption from Egypt which is the first 18 chapters and then revelation from God. Now that the people have experienced God's deliverance, guidance and protection, they are ready to be taught what God expects of them. The redeemed people must now be set apart to walk with God. And this is why the kind of the emphasis moves from narration in, in the first 18 to legislation in chapters 19 to 40. And on Mount Sinai, Moses receives God's moral, civil and ceremonial laws, as well as the pattern for the tabernacle to be built in the wilderness. So part one is redemption from Egypt, chapters 1 to 18, and then part two is revelation from God. The revelation of the covenant, the judgments, the formal ratification, and then the things concerning the tabernacle. So all of that is captured in Exodus. So key word in Exodus is redemption. Survey, redemption and revelation are key thoughts. All right, let's move on. Leviticus, a synopsis. God gives Israel instructions for how to worship him. That's what Leviticus is all about. Instructions for how to worship him. Leviticus is kind of God's guidebook for his newly redeemed people, showing them how to worship and to be obedient to God. So in other words, Leviticus kind of focuses on worship and the walk of the nation of God. In Exodus, Israel was redeemed and established as a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Leviticus shows how God's people are to fulfill that priestly calling. What you are in Exodus and how you're supposed to be that in Leviticus. All right. That's a, a survey and a, a sh short synopsis of the first three books in the Bible. And I hope that this provides the kind of impetus for you to look at the other books and see how you yourselves can form a synopsis, do a survey, find out what's the outline so that as you look at every book of the Bible, not only would you know their themes, but you would know how they all fit into the grand scheme of things that has been put together in the canon. Thank you for joining me on this podcast, which is really 
recordings of the Wednesday Bible studies that we've been having at the church at Powai. But I'm so glad that you're part of this four-part podcast.